welcome back to the podcast. We're talking today with singer, songwriter, and musician Mark Sherudo. Mark, how are you doing today? I'm doing very well. How about yourself, sir? Uh, not too bad. Welcome to the podcast. Have you ever been on a podcast before? I, uh, yes, I have. I think this is my fourth fourth podcast. Awesome. <laughs> there are always a lot. Of fun. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so. I don't, I don't really know you too much. I met you when you came up with David DeMarco to the church to perform, and you seem like yeah. a really cool dude. David spoke really highly about you on the last podcast. Um, so tell us a little bit about your backstory, about how you got started into uh, whether it's music or whether I don't know if you even picked. I don't know if you picked up an instrument first or if you started yeah. singing first. Or tell us a little bit about that. Sure. Well, what's funny was I was never really into music. I was always into computers, and I. Was a PC, I was a PC gamer my whole life growing up, and uh, my friends convinced me to get a Mac when I was about 18, 19 years old. And um, so I get a Mac, and as you might be familiar, on Macs there's this program that comes with Mac called GarageBand. Yeah. And um, I was just curious enough to start playing around with it and learning how to like put synth stuff together and make little songs and things like that. And so I was kind of doing that with my Mac and simultaneously I was a big fan of I don't know if you know Conan O'Brien is but I was a big fan of late night with Conan O'Brien so I'd be watching him working on songs in my Mac it just was my nightly ritual to do that kind of thing and um, I was watching Conan one day and he starts um, talking about just randomly he starts talking about this manatee uh, this this manatee mascot that they made for the show. And he actually started a website uh, for this manatee mascot. And he said, hey, if you are out there and you can do any art or write songs or do poetry, whatever you can do, if you can submit something to this website about, you know, falling in love with this manatee, um, then uh, we, we'll put it on the website if it's good enough. So I was thinking, how cool would it be if I wrote a song that got on Conan O'Brien's website? So I write the song about falling in love with the manatee. It's called My Hopeless Manatee. And I submit it thinking, man, if this gets on the website, that would be the coolest thing ever. So I get a phone call the next day after I submit it from Conan's head writer. And he says, hey, Conan heard your song. He wants you to perform it on his show in two days. And uh, mind you, I had never sung or done anything in front of people in my life at that point. I was so green. Finally, a lot of people sent in poems, stories, and song lyrics. But this is great. A two-man band from Pittsburgh actually wrote a surprisingly good manatee song. The band's name is Rocket Me Nowhere, made up of Mark Sherudo and Austin Goen, two guys who clearly have a lot of time on their hands. We decided to fly them in all the way from Pittsburgh today to perform their manatee song for all of us. Please welcome Rocket Me Nowhere singing My Hopeless Manatee. I saw this manatee my dead heart began to breathe And I'll be your vanity If you'll be my manatee tonight uh, But you can't say no to an opportunity like that, right? So I was totally nervous but I was like, yeah, I, let's do it. So they flew me out there to uh, Rockefeller Center in New York City. And at the airport, there was a limo driver with my last name on a card waiting for me. Took me to a uh, five-star hotel. They picked me up in the morning. I got a catered dressing room. 
it was funny because the dressing room like smelled big time like marijuana and uh they came in and they're like we're so sorry snoop dogg was the guest last night like that's why it's that's why it smells like this i was like hey that's fine um and so it was an amazing experience and i i performed it was a it was a friday night and it was also the night like a lot of schools were starting christmas break so 13 million people saw that and uh, ever since that, I was like, wow, just writing one little dumb song can like accomplish all of this. I want to do this the rest of my life. So from that moment on, I started calling myself a songwriter. And I got hired at a church in Waco, Texas after that as a jingle writer. It's kind of a funny uh, projection going from writing a song about falling in love with manatee to being a jingle writer for a church. Uh, so I did that for three years and then from there I started writing for Sony Music in Nashville and um, did that for three years and things just, um, you know, I, I tried to get out of it uh, multiple times but God just kept reminding me that this is what he wanted me to do. Um, and so yeah, that's that was my foundation. That's how I, I got started uh, doing the songwriter stuff. Did Conan ever ask you when you were on the show, like, did you ever write before? Did you ever perform? Or, like, did you, like, lie and say, oh, I've done this, like, a thousand times? Like, or is no, it one of those fakes so, that you make it? What? Conan was super, he was super cool. He was having a meeting, and I walked by his office, and he stopped the meeting and came out and talked to me for probably 15 minutes. And uh, in that, during that time, when he was talking to me, I told him, I said, I've never sung in front of anybody before. And he said, don't tell anybody else here that let's keep that between you and me. <laughs> and they, they could tell I was like really nervous. So they gave me cue cards with the song lyrics on them. So luckily I had that, but it's funny when those curtains opened, all the nerves went away and I was just having a good time just rocking out on stage. I didn't have a band. So the Max Weinberg seven, Max Weinberg is Bruce Springsteen's drummer was, uh, had to drum for me. So like, I had like, obviously like the couldn't have had a better band backing me up. Uh, when I was doing it, but the nerves were definitely there. I mean, imagine singing, not singing in front of anybody and then 13 million people. So <laughs> it was, it was wild. Um, so we'll get to the Nashville part in a little bit because I have some more questions about that. But were you always, yeah. um, before you got hired at the church, did you always have a Christian belief or was that something that came like yes. in your later years? No, I, I was lucky enough to have been born into a home that served God. And um, so I grew up in the church. I got um, saved when I was eight years old. In fact, my junior church would have an altar call every Sunday if you wanted to get saved. And I think I went up every Sunday for like a year. Uh, I just wanted to make sure it stuck. So I had a, uh, I had a faith uh, my entire life. And so I'm really thankful for that. that I had parents that instilled that in me. Did you have any parents or family members that sang or played instruments before you, or are you like the first of your yeah. generation? Yeah, that's a great question. My mom was a music teacher, so it was always kind of like, it was always there. It was always around it. I understood music. I understood just composition just from being around it at a young age. Never really applied it, though, until I was uh, a young adult, and um, it, you know, the the first thing I did was blessed, for sure, blessed to be able to do that. So I said, God... God's blessed this. Uh, I'm going to just walk in this direction and, and see where it takes me. Awesome. I'm, I'm thankful I did. Yeah. Now, early on in life, if you could have, I, I don't want to say an alternate universe, but would you still <laughs> prefer, like, is there anything else you prefer other than singing? Like, is there like, I know that like you and me before the show, we talked about a few things, but uh -huh. is there anything that you think that you would like to dabble in in the future or like you wish that you could have did? Well, when I was little, I wanted to be a ninja. That didn't work out. <laughs> 
to wear the headbands. But um, I mean, I've always been a super big fan of computers. And like I said, computers is what got me into songwriting in the first place. I picked up a, it's funny, usually people pick up a guitar and they start, that's how they start their songwriting career. I picked up a computer, that's how I started mine. Uh, And so I'm still super into, I'm actually studying uh, Python coding right now. Um, Just because I think it's a lot of fun. I think it's a really cool skill set to have. I love playing video games. I would love to design a video game someday. Um, So I think if if songwriting had never worked out, and right now I own a recording studio, if that would have never come to pass, uh, I would definitely be doing something in video games right now just because I just, I love them. They're so much fun. Do you play video games? I do. Actually, funny that you say that. I've always been, I always preferred console before PC. And like, since, sure. since I got a PC here, um, my buddy like designed it for me and stuff like that. So it could hold all my programs and my software. And he's right. like, oh, well, buy this. Since you have a PC, buy this free game. So now uh-huh. every, every night I have like a two, three hour se- segment where we're like video gaming just back and forth through Discord. So Nice. Do you so, get them on Steam? I get them off Steam and I got Star Wars Battlefront when it came out. So the second one on Origin. So. Right up, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I always go back and forth from PC and console. I had the Oculus uh, Rift when it came out and all the virtual reality stuff. I just, I I love it. Yeah. I, I think about it way too much. It, it took a while for me to, I've, I've never been an Xbox fan. I've always just played yeah. PlayStation all the way through. And that was sure. the first time going to PC. But it's nice, though, that you can actually use the PC or the um, PlayStation controller on the PC to play the video games, too. Yeah. Because if I had to do it all through keyboard, I would be like, I would be screwed oh, no. for the last two years. So that's not me. <laughs> yeah. I, I plug a controller right into the yeah. computer. Go that way. Since we're so, on that conversation, what, what's your bit? What's your best video game recommendation? Oh man, I I go Skyrim all the way. Yeah. I'm still playing Skyrim. It's going to be ten years old this September. That game, Boy, and it's crazy. still like it still does it for me. Like I just get so lost in that world. In fact, I just built. I'm in my new apartment right now, and I just put um I put like surround sound speakers. Up and I just really went all out on the theater just because I was like, I'm going to play video games in here. I want to have the best experience possible. So I put the surround sound, got the big TV. Uh, so I'm pretty, I haven't had time to play anything yet, but uh, I'm excited when I get that Skyrim fired up. It's going to be good. 10 year old game, but I'm still going for it. Have you played it before? I've never played Skyrim. Okay. I, I hear a lot of good things about it. I also hear a lot of good things about League of Legends and. Of League course, of Halo I never really played, even though everybody's going to like shun me for that, because again, Xbox, I never really ventured over there. <laughs> right, you're not uh, in that world. One What's your favorite game? Uh, I do stick heavy on the Star Wars games, um, okay. so I do love Star Wars Battlefront 2, and I also like the um, uh, Jedi Fallen Order game that they came out with two years ago. Okay, So and they have that MMO, right? They have that Star Wars, do they still have that Star um, Wars MMORPG? It, it was mm-hmm. out when I was probably 10 years, 10 plus years ago it's probably gone by yeah, now i'm not sure about that um okay. but i also do play rocket league rocket league has been a big uh, for the last five years, i've so. recently gotten into it and it's so challenging it's really not easy no <laughs> i would say i've been playing that game since it came out so what i think it's been like five years by now and i'm just finally getting the idea of flipping in the air while flying <laughs> so i mean when you watch all these online tournaments it's just crazy how these people do all this stuff I flip in the air while I fly, but it's on accident. It's, <laughs> as long as you hit the ball true. and it goes in the goal, people look at you like you're a magician. So It's true. It's true. Fun game. I'm going to have some rapid-fire questions here for you real quick. Okay. So just give me whatever comes off the top of your head. Favorite artist? I'm sorry? Favorite artist? 
Favorite artist, uh, Blink-182, if Tom DeLonge. Favorite place you performed? A small club in Cleveland called The Fantasy. It was really crappy, but I loved it. <laughs> favorite, <laughs> favorite song? Favorite song, All the Small Things by Blink-182. Favorite song you've ever done? Favorite song I've ever done? Yeah. A song called Emma Watson, written for Emma Watson of Harry Potter. That's awesome. And she, she heard it and wrote me an email after it. Well, now we're just going to go right into that story. So <laughs> tell us a little bit about that, because that's interesting in itself. So this happened a little bit after the manatee thing. Um, I had a huge crush on Emma Watson, because who didn't, right, growing up? Right. Uh, I loved the Harry Potter movies. And um, so I wrote the song, a love song for her, and uh, I, I submitted it to my Pure Volume page at the time. That was what was like... It was MySpace and Pure Volume with the big websites. And it got very popular on Harry Potter fan sites. In fact, um, I was getting hundreds of thousands of plays a day just from Harry Potter fan sites. And uh, she ended up hearing it. And I get, one day I got this email address. Um, it was I forget what the email address was. If I was smarter, I would have saved it. But it was uh, Emma at Warner Brothers or something like that. And all the email said was, that was the nicest thing anyone's ever done for me. Thanks so much. And about like 20 X's and O's. And of course I responded to like this long email and got nothing back. But, uh, <laughs> well, you, <laughs> but got, cool. you got the first response though. So that's all that mattered. I, exactly. I got it. And uh, it was like a huge deal. Like my brother was also like a big Emma Watson fan. I called him up right away. I was like, you wouldn't guess he just wrote me an email. So that was pretty exciting. A lot of people. And again, I don't know too much about the music industry. Uh, but if you're anything, I guess, like me, whatever I do, like, I'm trying to build my own, like, production company here and, like, yeah. start from the ground up. And I don't really want to ever work for a big studio. Has mm -hmm. Did you ever have the dream of working for a big studio, or do you always, like, you want your own? I've always wanted to do my own. And um, it's, you know, started in my closet in my mom's house uh, when I was, you know, 19 and 20. And um, I've had, had a studio in Texas, had... Um, a little studio in Nashville, and I have a studio now in Pittsburgh that I love called the Pittsburgh Soundcastle, and I've had that for about four years. So that has always been um, something that's very near and dear to my heart, just to be able to um, be the boss, not because of the power trip it gives me, but just to be able to bless people. When, um, In fact, me, me even acquiring the studio I have, I kind of get it in a miraculous way. So just to be able to, um, to sit in it and to be able to sit and then look around and say, the only reason I'm here is because God's blessed me. It's literally sitting inside a blessing of God. So it's impossible to be in there and not be thankful. So yeah, I'm very happy with the studio I have right now. Who was the biggest personal influence for you growing up? Growing up, you know, so David DeMarco was actually probably a huge player in me becoming who I am today. Um, and his keyboard player, um, he used to come to all my camps as a kid, and all, all the youth events we'd go to, David DeMarco would just be there. And I get very close with his keyboard player. And his keyboard player, um, his name is Mason, taught me almost everything I know about audio engineering and recording and really just took me under his wing and uh, was, a, was a mentor, still is a mentor to me. You know, I've been doing this for 16 years now. And um, I'll still send him stuff or ask him questions and be like, what should I do? Um, so he's been a lifelong mentor to me. His name is Mason Embry. And it's been cool because I've been able to pass that on 
to other I'm mentoring other people and doing exactly what he did for me and so I'm just kind of paying it forward but yeah really thankful for Mason good dude how do you get the ideas to create some of your songs obviously I know <laughs> we, we talked about the Conan O'Brien how he talked about humanity yeah but like I've listened to a few of your songs on your YouTube channel also okay. in the program I'm going to ask you to tell the audience like where they can find you at whether it's YouTube social media whatever um, sure. so what how do you find the creative influences for your songs or ideas so different um artists have different strategies about this some artists will sit down with their guitar and they'll force themselves to write an hour two hours a day and i really respect that i can't do that i have to i have to be inspired before i actually start the songwriting process so um sometimes it, it just comes to me laying in bed at night i find if I fall asleep without the TV on, my, it gives my mind time to wander, and I'll usually get song ideas that way. But I really have to be moved by something. So I grew up in Cleveland, Ohio, which was kind of a plain city, and I moved to Pittsburgh. And I was so moved by how beautiful Pennsylvania was, and, uh, and Pittsburgh with its bridges and its rivers. And um, I also, at the same time, noticed that people who have been like lifelong uh, residents of Pennsylvania – not not all of them really understand what they have here. I come from Ohio, which is it's just flat and like just kind of kind of gross. But Pennsylvania is so beautiful with its mountains and its rivers, and so I said, I'm so moved by this, and I I see a need here where people need to understand what they actually have here, and so I wrote an entire uh, it was an eight song album all about Pennsylvania and uh, and the wilderness and just it was all inspired. Uh, just by the colors here and the culture and, uh, and the beauty and it was called riverbeds and uh so that's that's one way i got inspired other times i'm just you know just feeling especially when i was a lot you know, you know 19 and 20 uh girls were a big <laughs> a big reason to write music i not just writing about girls but writing to get the attention of a girl and uh, you know it worked. It's those songwriting does get female attention. So when I was a lot younger, I was like, that was uh, that was definitely a motivator for me. I, I wish that worked for films. Oh, you wish it worked for films. I wish that worked for films. Yeah. Does it not? I'm sure it does. Yeah. I'm sure it does. <laughs> Any artistic endeavor. Are you musical at all? Like, do you do you write music? When I I do like the underscore on the keyboard for my films. But that's not okay. that's not hard to just type in like a certain sound on the keyboard and like if I want like a deeper tone I just like hold one key down and like you know you, <laughs> then you go to the next key or like something like that. So uh-huh. I'm very simple when it comes to that. Um, and sometimes all you need. Yeah, I never did guitar. I did like two years of piano growing up, so there's still some things I can read okay. piano music. But sure. Other than that, no, I'm not musically inclined at all. <laughs> okay, right on. <laughs> uh, so I got two other questions for you, and then we'll yes. wrap this up. So. Talking about the future, what are your plans for the future moving forward? So my plans for the future moving forward are to continue to be a songwriter. Um, So I mentioned I was songwriting in Nashville, right? And that um, that really burned me out because I was songwriting. I felt like a machine. I felt like I just had had to produce. and so my plan was to stop songwriting altogether and just i was going to work for apple at the time and that was my plan god had other plans and uh so what i've learned about myself is that i um i'm at my best when i am just free to express myself 
and not have to like meet a quota of songs. So uh, I'm looking at my guitar right now. It's over there because I've, I've been playing it and um, I play it because I want to, not because I have to, which is a huge, which is a huge uh, step forward for me because a while I was only picking it up because I had to pick it up. So um, I want that to be um, part of the rest of my life is writing songs when I feel inspired. I'm going to have the studio um, for a long time. And um, between the, su- the studio and songwriting, I feel like I um, my self-expression bug is being met. And also I'm helping other people meet their self-expression bugs uh, too while I'm at it. And uh, so I love doing that. And But beyond that, you know, I love... Um, I'm going to just keep investing. I love to, I love to invest in the stock market. I love to play video games. So that's, that's what you I can't go wrong with those. <laughs> you can't go wrong with that. Uh, but I, I do like to end the show on a positive note for people watching in the, uh, whether they're a young audience or whether there's somebody yeah. that's middle-aged that still wants to get into music in this case, what can you tell somebody that wants to be a musician that wants to be a songwriter? Is there any good, um, is there any good advice for them? Yes. I, I would say you have to believe. Um, I have this tattoo. I don't know if I can pull my arm up enough to see it, but yeah, you can't. But it says I have the word believe tattooed right here because you have to believe that you are it before you become it. So I had to, um, when I first got into songwriting, I had to, before I even wrote a good song, I had to believe that I was a songwriter. And because the reason that's so important is there's always going to be people who are a lot better than you. And if you compare yourself to them, it's just going to steal your joy. It's going to steal your motivation. You have to believe in yourself and you have to believe um, that that God has given you talents that he wants you to use. And it's so easy to, like when I was in Nashville, um, I was one of, I was probably, I was not a very good musician compared comparatively to all the other people in Nashville. But what I did have was I had a belief in God that he um, created me to, in, in a small way, to be a songwriter. And that's not the whole, my whole identity, but he did make me to be a songwriter. And because I had that belief in God and that belief in myself, I was able to bypass a lot of the heartache that people who are much more talented than me were going through because all that they had to believe in was what people told them about themselves. And, and so they lived and died based on audience reaction. But I set my, my solid footing on Jesus and believing that he created me to do this. And so whether it goes good or whether it goes bad, I'm just going to keep walking forward in this. A lot of times it was like a, just a big trust fall. Like I have no clue what I'm doing, God, but I'm just trusting in you because I believe that you have this for me, and I believe that you've given me these abilities to do, and I'm just going to keep going. And that mentality has gotten me through a lot. I would have definitely quit a long time ago if I didn't have that, if I was just believing what the audience told me instead of what God was telling me and what I believed about myself. So that was my uh, biggest advice would just be to, to continue to believe not only when things are going well, but when things appear to be going badly. Just keep walking through that valley. That's a good message and a good message that we need, especially in the year 2021. Uh, So, Mark, where can people find you at? Yes, they can find me at, um, if you type in Mark J Music into Spotify, um, you will see all my music on there. You can find me on Instagram at Mark's underscore Muffins. Just thought that doesn't mean anything. I just like the way that sounded. So Mark's Muffins is me on Instagram. And uh, if anyone out there has any questions about songwriting or 
anything I've been talking about in this podcast, I'd love to uh, connect with you and, and share some more with you. If you just DM me or any of those things. Awesome. Mark Sherudo, everybody. Hopefully I nailed that name that time. You got it. You got it, bro. All right. Thank you, Mark, and thank you, everybody, for watching. Have a great day.